From the Aleuts at Kizar to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk that. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. We have reached the end of the regular season. This is our last preview show of the 49ers regular season. And I am super hyped because we're playing the Seahawks. We always want to beat those dang sea chickens. If you're a real Niners fan, it shouldn't take you much to get excited for this game. I don't care what the playoff stakes are. It's just like uh, that was 2018. The Niners came, beat the Seahawks the last game of the year. It was exciting. I had fun. It's going to happen again. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully it'll <laughs> happen again. I don't want to just throw all the eggs in that we're going to do this just like we did in 2018. Basket. But it's doable. It's possible. The Niners bouncing back with C.J. Beathard. Our third string freaking quarterback. A fourth string guard who never plays guard ever in his entire career. The fact that they were able to do that against the Cardinals. That optimism meter right now is off the charts it's shaking off the richter scale over here i know we can get it done it's gonna be tough we got some key matchups though that hopefully are gonna help out with that though and yeah what are you feeling for the offensive key matchups for this game against those silly sea chickens <laughs> up there in seattle um the offensive key matchup for me is going to be cj bethard versus jamal adams and jamal adams as far as recognition of where jamal adams is if he's near the line, if he's going to be blitzing, or if he's matched up against Jordan Reed or George Kittle or the occasional slot receiver. Um, it is a big-time mismatch for Jamal Adams against Kittle or Reed. They are better than him. He's not that great in coverage. It's been proven this year by his performance that he's just not a top-level coverage guy. Where he is top-level is blitzing and putting pressure and also stopping the run. That's where... Uh, CJ Beathard's got to locate him, find him, make the necessary blocking adjustments so that way the 49ers have ample time to get the run game going and to get the passing game going and then get them in situations where they can take advantage of him. And if they do that, I think they can win this game, which I didn't think was a possibility a couple weeks ago, but now I do the way the CJ Beathard operated in the last game. So finding Jamal Adams is going to be the key for the 49ers to win this game. Now, my offensive matchup is... The 49ers offensive line and their blitz pickup, they're already going to be in a little bit of trouble down Trent Williams at left tackle. I'm assuming we will see Justin Skule back over at left tackle and maybe Tom Compton at right guard. Colton not... McKivitz. Colton pa McKivitz. Paperclip maybe. Who knows? Probably McKivitz at right guard. Um, all I know is the first time they played Seattle this year, they were very successful bringing blitzes up the middle through the A-gap. Bobby Wagner was in Garoppolo's face all day. They only sacked him three times, but he must have got hit 12 to 15 times. And he ended up getting re-injured, and we haven't seen him since. So, thanks, Line, with the great blitz pickup that day. Um, it really needs to improve, though, for them to have a chance at winning. Beathard operates even a little slower than Garoppolo as far as reading the field. Just to be expected, he's a guy that hasn't played a lot of football in the last couple of years. 
so but he did show last week if you give him the time he will make the correct read and the correct throw so that blitz pickup is going to be huge absolutely and that's not the only position on the field in which we're down people and down key players that's why my key matchup this week is our wide receiving core versus their ability or in this case without Devo Samuel and Ayuk on the field their inability to create separation we've seen this issue when you don't have Debo on the field you flash back to week one when there was no Debo and no Ayuk and you were running Dante Pettis no Richie James at that time either so Kendrick Bourne and Trent Taylor and they were struggling against that that Arizona Cardinals secondary to create separation and create space other than George Kittle and we remember George Kittle went down with a knee injury in that game and that did not help us RZKB RZKB is going to have to step up Richie James is going to have to step up is there any chance we're going to see some Trent Taylor on the field potentially He's I don't on the know COVID list. who he is on the COVID list so who else then guys is going to be playing wide receiving Craycraft. probably Craycraft. it's not looking good for the receiving depth their ability or their lack of ability that they've shown to create separation is going to be a problem thank god you have george kittle thank god you have jordan reed i think this is going to be the first week where we see the two of them on the field a lot together and that's going to hopefully help give them some better matchups and some better opportunities to create some separation and create some space from these corners in their route running they're going to have to because if you're going to force C.J. Beathard to throw into tight windows all game long with pressure, especially with Trent Williams not playing, Skule not being at the guard position and now being at, 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 over at tackle, and Tom Compton or McKivitz at that right guard spot, you don't know. It's it's a who's, who's who of what is going to happen with that O-line against blitz pickup and coverage, and if your receivers aren't open or everything's tight in space, uh, you know, I... I, I Shutter. I thank God it's not Nick Mullins back there throwing the football this week. CJ Beathard have a little more hope, but it's still going to make his job very, very difficult if the receivers cannot create separation. Well, why aren't we thanking God for Ross Dwelly? You know, well, I mean, exactly. He'll be, he'll be why. in there, but I think. What about Helm? What you're going to see, though, is is Juice, right? Juice is going to be a big part of the game plan again. Him, George Kittle, and Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed will man that power slot. Absolutely. And they are mismatched problems for all the safeties, including on this team. And if you ever get matchup issues with Bobby Wagner, there are definitely mismatch issues there. Now, that's going to be interesting. All you have is Kendrick Bourne on the outside. I'm sure Richie James we will see. And then who knows what else they will do with the receivers. They still have Jordan Matthews, right, on the practice they squad. They released him. They re-signed him oh, did last they? week, yeah. My God. Okay. Come so, on, come on, horseshit. Anyways, they brought him back, and he's a possibility. Um, I don't know if they'll actually make him active, but my guess is it'll probably just be River Craycraft and the four tight ends. They'll have the heavy, you know, three receivers with the, the heavy tight end sets mm-hmm. and, and juice. So now that we've talked about the offensive key matchups, Horst, what defensive key matchups do you see that the 49ers need to execute to be able to stop Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks offense, who has kind of been sputtering a little bit lately? Um, honestly, when you watch the Seahawks lately, Russ really is only targeting one guy, and it's DK Metcalf. Um, and they're really... He, I know Metcalf is a beast, and I'm probably going to catch some heat for this. But he doesn't do much well other than run a go route. He really doesn't. I know he took that one over the middle for a touchdown against the Niners earlier this year. Okay. But if you watch their games week to week, he doesn't do much well other than run a go route. 
So that means that either Jason Verrett, Akilah Weatherspoon, maybe Mosley, um, whoever's covering him needs to be able to stay with him on a go route and break up the pass. Which I realize is easier said than done with how big and athletic he is. But the teams that have been able to slow DK down have really given Seattle a problem. It's, it seems like their offense, if you stop their run game and then slow down DK, their offense almost goes into like a shell shock mode for a while. Then Russ usually figures something out because he's Russ, but it, it really, they really only have the one receiver they go to. So if they're able to shut him down, it's going to give the 49ers an excellent opportunity to win the game. And it's kind of surprising that he's been this go-to guy because Tyler Lockett has been a staple and centerpiece of their offense for the last few years. And with Doug Baldwin parting and him stepping into that wide receiver one role, even though they drafted DK Metcalf, I was expecting more out of Tyler Lockett. I don't know if Russ is just trying to build up the hype around DK or if Tyler Lockett's lost a step. It's interesting to see. But my defensive key matchup is going to build off of yours with the DK well, do you Metcalf. disagree? No, I don't that at if, all. That he seems like he's only looking for him half the time? It seems like that is the case. That it seems like he is staring him down, almost trying to force feed it to him at times. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a, a situation where he doesn't trust the other receivers that are around. Then again, I've seen him on big third downs go to Moore. You and know, and Hollister. Swain and, and Hollister. So I, I don't know if Tyler Lockett's just not there and not getting open in space, or if it's just he's being used as a decoy now and they're trying to isolate and one-on-one DK Metcalf for big shots and big plays. It could be that. But my key matchup is going to build off of yours with DK Metcalf, and it's going to focus on shutting down the run game, and that's going to come down to all-pro Fred and Dre Greenlaw against Chris Carson and that rushing attack of the Seattle Seahawks. They do want to establish the run. You talked about this on the last the last preview show that we had, Horse. The emphasis on establishing the run game so that you can get Russell Wilson in play-action situations, get him out of the pocket, let him start to grow and develop and release the rust magic that he has released thousands of times and resulted in ridiculous plays. It's been a little bit under-contained this year. It's been under control for the most part. The rust magic is starting to dwindle a little bit like I've always hoped it would. And right now, in this Week 17 matchup, the Niners need to crush it, get rid of it, destroy it. All pro Fred and Dre Greenlaw, especially at the backfield, Greenlaw needs to continue building on his flat coverage that he's had the last few weeks. All pro Fred needs to continue to breaking up passes, getting sacks, tips. A couple picks would be nice this week, Fred, you know. You do us a solid, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, but if they can slow down and, and or shut down Chris Carson and even Carlos Hyde when he's in there, and send a message that, uh-uh, you're not moving the ball here in the run. You're going to have to try and go one-on-one on the outsides. The Niners are going to have a chance to at least make their offense more predictable. And if the offense is predictable, you know what Robert Sala is going to do. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people um, will remember too much about the last game. I think a lot of people blocked it out because they don't want to remember that Seattle ended up just hammering the 49ers. But the very first three defensive sets for the 49ers, the series, they absolutely dominated Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. The biggest complaint was always the 49ers offense got nothing done. And Horst mentioned that, you know, with Aronis Grossu playing center and stuff, they were just getting dominated in the in the middle. And I think that Robert Sala proved that he can fool Russell Wilson for a certain amount of time. I think actually as the season has went on, Robert Sala has built from that performance and that his defense has been even better. So my 
my key matchup is going to be Robert Sala and the 49ers' ability to create pressure against Russell Wilson. Because watching him play in the last few games, he looks uncomfortable in the pocket. He's not able to get away like he used to when he does his little duck thing. He's getting grabbed. He used to just duck and then get away. It's not there. Russ looks like he's maybe lost a step. I don't know if he's beat up a little bit during the season, but he's definitely hurt from what he was at the beginning of the year when he was completely unlimited. Now he looks limited in the pocket, and that's a big step for the 49ers because if the 49ers can put pressure on him and cause issues early on, I think that they can move the ball and get this game into where they're ahead. And if they're ahead, they have an opportunity to beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. If they are playing from behind, it will be a huge loss again. They're not built to play from behind. They have to be playing you know, right with them the whole time. So if the 49ers can put pressure on Russ and confuse him, they have the opportunity to cause turnovers and get some key sacks, which would be really nice. And maybe the 49ers could eke out a victory. So, Alex, if I understood you correctly, you said you enjoy the way Drake Greenlaw Broncos out in the coverage. Oh, absolutely. He's a big, big fan of the Drake Greenlaw Bronco. Yeah. Everyone knows what the Bronco out is. Absolutely. That's not a made-up fantasy term. What if you're ready to see Mr. Unlimited get limited on Sunday, then, then you need to check out our podcast. You need to subscribe. You need to hit the like button. Ring that notification bell. Comment down below. You can even wish one of us a happy birthday on Sunday. I don't know who it is, but yeah, I wonder who that guy it's is. It's an extremely handsome, bearded fellow. That's not my birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Happy birthday, you mean? Same thing. <laughs> <laughs>
this Jimmy G, put him in a bubble for the offseason and no one touch him. Nobody touch Jimmy G or Kittle or anyone else. Just put them in bubbles. Whatever special powers they use for Cristiano Ronaldo that keeps the guy healthy, can we use that for the Niners? Like, like Ronaldo is like mid-30s, but his body is still late 20s. Okay, can we, can we get that for the Niners this season, this offseason? Can we get that? Just, just a little bit. Just a little, maybe, maybe even the magic spray. Let's use the magic spray. At least that. Can we get some of that, please? That'd be nice. Where's my Batman book? There it is. Guess what, everyone? It's lock it up time. Steve's has made his picks. He's given us something to chew on. He's definitely given me something to think about here. <laughs> Got to make sure I don't finish his own goggles. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> goggles. Look at the picture. <laughs> I do have goggles in the picture. This man is correct. Look at this guy off the top of his head so fast. He is looking up at all of our uh, great picks. I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up wondering what, what went wrong and how I didn't manage to do somewhat better. But that does, that's besides the point. Because Man, my face is thinner. It, it is thinner there, but it's fine. It's fine. We're all, we all look, those are all better versions of ourselves, except for the two of you since you're in first place and everything's going, or almost in first place. Lock it up, season finale. Comes down to this. Who keeps the belt? Who is the champion for a full year? Well, he bought the belt. I know so he did. I, don't think I know, I know he bought it, but it, I mean, you know. You get to at least pretend. keep it on your side and pretend that it's yours, oh. and that's that's fine. That's that's just as important. Maybe. First game on the docket. First game up on the list. Cowboys at the Gigantes, the big people. Anthony, what do you got? Yeah, this one is had me going both ways, um, back and forth between Dave's team, the Cowboys, and David Gettleman, the big people. And it's been tempting both ways. We got Daniel Jones versus the Red Rifle. And you know what? I just really want Dave to feel this one. So I'm going all in on the Cowboys. And I hope it's coupled with the Washington football team loss so we can get the Dallas Cowboys into the playoffs. And that way they have to pick in the 20s. It would just be very funny to me. So I'm going boys. Well... Sunday, you know what that means. Nice, Brody Lee. Um, I think that game's not going to be that close. I don't think, I think Dallas is playing a lot better than New York right now. I have Dallas winning 31 20. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're both right. And it's funny because Dave's going to be mad. He's going to be very <laughs> upset. I'm going to be 100% honest. I, all, up until probably this moment, I was leaning Gigantes. But after your comment, on the Cowboys picking a 20. I want it just for that reason. I want Cowboys fans to feel it. The one time that they want the team to do terrible, they decide it would be the total Cowboys thing to do right now in this era, doing the exact opposite of what everyone expects. Once Dak went down, everyone expected this team to be absolute garbage poo-poo. You know, they didn't think they were going to be that garbage poo-poo, but they ended up being really terrible there for a bit. Garbage poo-poo, that's right. Not even garbage, not just dog duty. Garbage Poo poo, but they're not going to be garbage poo poo. No, in fact, the Washington football team is going to be garbage poo poo. The Cowboys are making the playoffs. 37 24 Cowboys. I don't think I gave a score on mine. 
Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the, the boys will win 27 to 23. Um, I, I knew I forgot that. I was too too hyped about killing Dave. <laughs> You're going to make the playoffs! <laughs> By beating Garrett as offensive coordinator. It's just oh, it's too good. 2020, thank you so much. Horst, there is going to be another game happening and it is going to also determine playoffs. The Cardinals must win to make the playoffs. The Rams are going into the game without Jared Gaff. Who do you got? It's in LA, Arizona Cardinals or Los Angeles Rams? Um, I think it's pretty simple here. I'm not going to trust John Wolford to <laughs> go win me you a game. You were hyping him up earlier. <laughs> I know I really got into saying his head really did. stuff earlier. Um, but actually, I have. Arizona winning rather easily, 34-17. I, this is a really tough moment for that guy to step into and win. I mean, if he plays well, the Rams can definitely win. I, sure. with, even with Jared Goff, I probably would have took the Rams in this game because I think that McVay is that much of a better coach than Cliff Kingsbury. But I just don't think that um, a guy starting his first game, an undrafted guy, is going to get it done. I'm gonna go uh, 34-17. Hey, you really, hey, you, you really got did. Him handling them too. Yeah. yeah, you haven't handled. What's funny him. is I had that written down when I did that. To him. So he had him written down, and then he said. So he made a nice, wonderful comment for those of you who aren't in the studio with us before we tape our episodes. I messed his head he, up. He messed with my head really good. Pointed out the fact that if the Niners with C.J. Beathard could beat the Cardinals, then why can't John Wolford do the same thing? And you know what? He has a darn good CJ point. Methods in his eleventh start, and John Wolford's in his first. In his first, but the the he point even had the story about him in the Canadian football. Correct, league. he brought it all up. But he gave me That's so a much real story, by the way. So much information that I I, I I thought to myself, oh my lord, is this dude actually going to pick the right? And is he, does he have a point here? But at the end of the day, regardless of how great of a coach Sean McVay is, it's a lot to ask for a guy who's never started a game to come in and get you to the playoffs. And then, knowing that even if you get us to the playoffs, there's still high expectations for this team to perform in the playoffs. That's a lot weighing on a guy's shoulders who isn't the franchise quarterback, who isn't making $100 million a year, who's not the guy that you built the team around or tried to anyway. Uh, I don't think he can get it done. I do think the Cardinals, the Cardinals' offense is going to struggle against the Rams' defense. I do think they'll figure it out late, and I don't think the Rams' offense is going to get it figured out. 27-17 Cardinals. Uh, this game was tough uh, to pick because normally, Horse, me and you have kind of talked about this during the season, that we believe the Rams are actually a very good football team. They are, great coach. Their mistake is just, it's they've always been the quarterback. Now, it's personnel. if you would have told me that Mannion was the quarterback, you know, or they had somebody, I know they signed Blake Bortles a couple days ago. He's on... And, He's on their team. Is he back on yeah, the he's on their team. He was on the Broncos for a hop, skip, and a jump, and then they cut him after he got the Kobe. Um, but if, if that if that is your emergency quarterback, then it, it gives me a little bit of you know pause. Um, now the Cardinals looked terrible last week. The 49ers completely dominated the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get covered in this game. Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over him. Um, so I do think they're going to have a little bit of issues with scoring, but I just have zero faith in this quarterback. And I think that it's going to come down to the last second. I think it's going to be close, 
but I think the fact that the the Cardinals have their quarterback and the Rams don't will be the difference in the game. 20 to 17 for the um, Cardinals over the Rams. And I'm going to make a wild, that's bold prediction that the Bears are going to lose to the Packers and both the Cardinals and the Rams will make the playoffs in the NFC. Okay. I don't even know, but I don't know if that's that bold. Uh, maybe not. So it's a, eh, that's bold. Oh, so I get no credit for my boldness. Uh, that wasn't that bold. Okay, my kind of bold you're, moment. You're semi-bold. We'll call it semi-bold. Just okay. get it, off it, it was semi-bold. Next I thing you know, he's going to be wearing V-neck shirts. Puka shell necklaces. Bald hair. Bald hair. How, how dare you, sir. How dare you. So, the big game. There it is. For all the marbles. Woo! Before you make your picks, remember the 49ers are undefeated since they signed Josh Rosen. I didn't think about that. Okay. Undefeated since I received this hat. That's why you haven't taken it off. That's very accurate. He Alex. He legitimately hasn't taken it off. Seattle coming to town to Arizona <laughs> to play the home team Niners. What do you got? I'm not going to lie. That uh, still doesn't sound right. We'll get used to it. Last week, I did something I hadn't done all season, and I picked against the 49ers. Idiot. And they, and they scorned me for that, by upsetting the Arizona Cardinals. But now I'm starting to think, what if I pick against them again, and they somehow manage to pull this off? So you're the bad luck guy. No, I'm the bad luck so guy. That's so weak. No, it's Pretending not. Pretending you're the bad luck guy <laughs> so you can pick but still get credit if they win. <laughs> That's right. He's covering himself. I'm covering myself. It's muff cabbage. It's, it's muff cabbage. <laughs> At least Anthony admitted that he really thought they were going to lose. I really did Correct. think they were going to I really did think they were going to lose. And then they ended up winning. So now I'm wondering if I'm just a jinx on the 49ers this year. Every single time I've picked a game that they should win, they've lost. And the one time that I pick a game that I thought they were going to lose, they win. So you know what? I'm doing it again. I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks to beat the 49ers 24-20, and I'm going to hope to God that the Niners win this game and prevent Seattle from getting the one seed. That would be the greatest gift of all time. I will take last place. I will take it willingly and excitingly if the 49ers can win this game. I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they have enough on offense. And uh, to be 100% honest, with all the pieces missing offensively, besides just Debo Samuel and Ayuk, the O-line situation, I just find it very hard to believe that the, the line and the offense is going to be able to hold up for four quarters against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russ has got just a little bit magic left in the tank to get them over the hump and put them... Striking my words. What do I think of this? Put them at least in. Wow. Sh- not even. Excuse me. Nothing. <laughs> Rude. No, he's talking. <laughs> put, them, put them at least within striking distance of the Green Bay Packers in that one seed. Muff cabbage. Um, I have picked against the 49ers <laughs> twice this season. Once against New Orleans, and the 49ers lost. And then once last week against the Cardinals. I will admit that last week I rooted for the 49ers like crazy for them to win. I pointed out that I do not care if I win lock it up as long as the 49ers win games. Um, And you know what? Going into this game, I watched the Seattle Seahawks play last week. And we've been saying this for a few weeks. They don't look that good. Something's Um, off. Something's off. If Nick Mullins was the quarterback, this would be... Maybe they ran out of Pete Carroll's favorite gun. Could be. 
That's, I mean, maybe there's a shortage. Um, you know, if this was Nick Mullins at quarterback, I would for sure definitely pick the Seattle Seahawks to win. But I'm going to be honest with you. I want to be completely behind the 49ers. I want to root for them to win this game. I want the 49ers to end on a good note. I hate Seattle. I do not want to pick Seattle to win any games. So I'm picking the 49ers to get it done 22-19 to 19 over the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Starbucks sucks. That Space Needle isn't that impressive. No. Bingo. And the Sonics have been gone for a long time. And they deserved it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seattle as a whole can fall in a hole. And I wouldn't care. Um, so, the Niners, CJ Beathard. Why, why aren't the Niners the favorite? That's what I don't understand. I don't know. Niners, CJ Beathard, Kendrick Bourne, George Kittle, Dion Jordan, yeah. gonna beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks 27 24 on a Robbie Gold walk off. Hey, didn't he? Good hold. Hey, With I, a good hold. You know what? Thank you, Bobby. It's, it's, yeah. Um,. You, you said this lot. I'm just glad you got the kicker name right this time, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, I didn't miss the Niners kicker. It's, it's true. I missed some other crappy teams. That, that's there. true. Yeah. yeah. They are, and they are pretty crappy. They put up nine points against the Seahawks, but yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. So, officially, then, based on these picks, we have a champion. We have a lock it up champion. I that was and we picked the same thirty. Yes, that was now. completely anticlimactic, everybody. No matter what, at the end of this, good old Mr. <sighs> Anthony freaking Robertson it will be your season one lock it up champ. I did not expect this. I'll be honest. I thought it was going to come down to the final picks. Um, I had no clue we were going to go with the same team. I, I didn't even realize it until that we did. I didn't realize decided. it until he said going like this because I thought for sure that one of these games we were going to go opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't happen. But I will wait to celebrate until another time because... I don't want to be that guy. How was my monologue on Seattle? It was fantastic. It was pretty good. I enjoyed enjoyed you telling them to fall in a hole. I enjoyed it. Just saying, Dutch Brothers, if you need coffee this week, 49ers fans, Dutch Brothers. If you're from the Lodi area, House of Coffees, but Dutch Brothers. You could have said Java stuff too, but you know, it's, it's fine. Well, everyone, enjoy your new year. It is here. Finally, there's going to be a new year. Hopefully, the 49ers start 2021 off with a big win. But you need to come back here for next Tuesday's episode at 530 Pacific. We are going to be breaking down the 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks with all the reaction and a glimpse into the season, a reaction about the 49ers season of 2020. We'll start getting into all of that because the offseason is going to start kicking off. And that is going to be an interesting time. We're going to find out all about Robert Sala and where he's going. And also where some of these 49ers free agents are going to be going, if they're going to be returning, and what the 49ers are going to be doing in the draft. It's going to be a fun offseason. But we still got another game to get excited about, of course. So we get to look forward to that on Sunday. Yeah, us big time fans, um, save the flavor Sunday because... We're not going to see it again until next September. 49ers football. Um, it's too bad there's no playoffs, but 
oh well next year we'll be back ready to i'm excited to see all these guys for for uh, one more time some of these guys it's going to be the last time we see them in a niner uniform enjoy it hope russell wilson takes a couple nice enjoy your uh new year <laughs> he ain't my family See you. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. This is a big week. It's an exciting week. It's a sad week too, a little bit as well. You know, this like you both said, this is this is the end of the season for us. This is the end of the season for the 49ers. But at the end of the day, it's an opportunity to root on your team one more time, to get to watch some guys play their last game in the 49ers uniform and hopefully come out with a big win against a rival team. Uh, it's also a week to get some evaluation and start looking forward to what's still to come. And the fact that 2021 is a, a fresh start. It's a fresh slate. Hopefully we get rid of the injury bug. The Super Bowl hangover is gone, and this team can start building forward towards getting back to a Super Bowl and getting that sixth elusive championship and adding, finishing, finishing, finally finishing off that quest for six and trying to establish the dominance of a seventh championship and putting us up at the top of NFL franchises that have won Super Bowls. Another thing is, this is the last time Week 17 is going to be the last game of the season. Next year, it will be Week 18. That's true. Next year, there will be a lot of different uh, records. It's not going to be 10-6 and 6 and 13-3 and 3 and stuff. It's going to be a lot different. So that's going to be something else that's going to be talked about all during the offseason. The extended schedule, the you know less preseason games, which we already saw this year, makes it hard for players who are undrafted to make the team to be able to show out mm -hmm. um will the nfl hopefully keep the same rules with the practice squad i think they will hopefully they do because i think with the 17 game season they're going to need it and going into this offseason it's going to be so much fun to talk about all the moves and everything that's going to be happening but i want to celebrate one more time the win over seattle last year was so fantastic with dre greenlaw stuffing them at the one yard line maybe even that half inch line can we get a follow-up a sequel another big time play to seal the game beat the seahawks and cost them the number one seed they have a chance to get it we can stop them from getting it it's time to be spoilers i can still smell the sweat flying off jacob hollister when green lost stuff in the goal line you were there no oh um I'm so not sure I want to smell that. I have a really nice TV, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ultra high def. Nope, I'm just really excited. It's 12K? Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. Last chance to watch my team. Everyone have a good New Year's. Stay safe. Enjoy your birthday, horse. Absolutely. Yeah, if you weren't sure, it was him. When I come back, I'll be 32. Old man. Gosh. Everyone wish the horse a happy birthday on Sunday. He's going to be turning 32. Or, or just now in the comments. You really don't either. have to. It's okay. You should do it. Yeah, you should. You should. I Look think it. you should. He's a content gold mine, so let him know about it. He is. Well, hopefully, it's a big win. <laughs> hopefully, we got something to celebrate. I will promise you all one thing. If the Niners beat the Seahawks, there will be confetti in this podcast room on the next episode. That's right. I will follow through, and we will actually have a big, <laughs> fat celebration. The big fat sea chicken roast on Tuesday's episode. I will one up him. It. I will hit him with a water balloon during the episode. Let's if not the, stop the If bad. the there's, Niners win, there's a lot of count on it. There's a lot of tech over here. So you do not want to miss that episode. Make sure you're here for the celebration of the 49ers, hopefully defeating the Seattle Seahawks. 
confetti, and water balloons are going to be present. No water It's going to be one heck of a blast. You're not going to want to miss it. It is the finale of our regular season. So make sure you come check it out. And you guys, you know what time it is. Let's chop another one up. It's not time for water balloons. Gonna you be, shouldn't have brought it up then. I definitely didn't bring a water I think balloons. His, I, I think his nose is going to get wet. It's the largest target on my face, gonna, so there's a good... You're going to wet your beak. I can't believe you said you can throw a water balloon. You're not going to throw a water is balloon. Is it just me or does Alex kind of look like the old Redskins logo? <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know it's bad when I make a face. Uh, at the Our end... future better still. <laughs> We're aware. We know. We know... We know. Tony, <laughs> it is Tony, my thing. Uh, yeah, it. Same idea. You get presents. Hey, same, I'm, same. I'm pretty close to Christ like, so. Oh my. Oh wow. Okay. David Koresh. <laughs> <laughs> David Koresh? <laughs> I'm David Koresh. You could be. It went from Brad Pitt to David Koresh in span of like a few days. That's David. incredible. First of all, he's dead. No way. Wow, you finally know when someone's dead. Maybe you should keep up on the news, Alex. Couldn't remember Pat Summit was six Ooh. feet under, but David Koresh. Who is Pat Summit? Right away.